Hello. Welcome. This is Pastor Deborah. And this is Mental Health and the Forever Person webcam. This is a new series for Pastor Deborah. And it will also become a podcast on the Mental Health Radio News Network. But I'm just going to have a little introduction for you that you will see. And then I'll get into the teaching. Mental health, as you can see, and the forever person. These two are connected. And this is going to be a series of webcams podcast entitled One Plus One Plus One Equals One. It's a new math and it's a strange math. But I'm going to talk about this for several series episodes so that you will be able to see at a little deeper level who you are, who others are, what mental health is to this system of three that are one, and what the forever person is to the system of mental health and this strange new math. So enjoy. <clears throat> Hello again, Pastor Deborah. This is episode six of the mental health and the forever person. In episode five, we were talking about the forever person. The last number one of the three-part system. So far we have talked about the flesh, part of us, the soul. And we've had one teaching on the forever person that sort of introduced us. And now I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about the one, a mental health person. First you have to figure out if he is a who or a what. If he's a who... Then is he like a person that we know? Is he like me? Does he think? Does he have five senses? If he's not a who, then he must be a what. But I can tell you, he is a who. But he can believe he's a what. This forever person, we kind of know about him. When somebody dies in the hospital... And they cannot bring him back or her back to life. We all have to go and bury the physical body. We have ceremonies. We all hope, believe, and pray that that person has made it to some other realm. Some gates have opened up. Paradise, heaven, nirvana. He has made it somewhere out of this world and he's at peace. That's the forever person. Some of us discover that we have one before we die. We've been in the emergency room. We've done drugs or something, and our heart stops. And that part of us automatically starts leaving our body. That's just the, the rules of the system. And it gets up to the ceiling of the emergency room, and it's looking down. And people are trying to start the heart again. And he's looking down at his body. 
but he's up on the scene. A lot of these called are called near-death experiences. If they get the heart back going again, that part of them comes back in their physical body. They sort of have a memory of it, but they really don't. Because in the system, the forever person, the spiritual part of you, does not really communicate at first with the soul. The soul might have a little idea, but he has no understanding. Because this guy is a natural guy. And he only understands the natural five senses of the biological body. If you can't see it, touch it, taste it, hear it, observe it under a microscope, it is not real. That is the mindset of this guy. So if somebody's had these, and you try to talk to somebody that doesn't believe in it, you get nowhere. A lot of your mental health counselors, psychiatrists, and psychologists have no training in this guy. They, they have no books on it because it's not a biological problem. It's not a soul problem. And they have trouble believing in it. Another area that knows a lot about it is the cult world. The witches, the shamans, voodoo. A lot of your faith and your religions, they believe in that realm. They believe that they can communicate with their ancestors. Their ancestors who have died are watching over them. They believe in the forces. That there's good forces and negative forces. Just ran into a lady yesterday. She's wearing some beautiful uh, stones to keep negative energy out and to attract good energy. And she's using the word energy because that's what she believes her system even her physical body needs good energy in it and she's using rocks to attract certain kind of energies some people believe there's been extraterrestrials there have been you go back and study our ancestors they'll tell you there's been some people down here they believed in the gods and the goddesses. They believed in that higher power. They believed that it was a part of Earth. But that got lost when science and technology came along. So the poor forever person sort of got forgotten. Not studied. Not believed in. Until death. But in the occult world, the witches and a lot of people, they believe in it. They move in it. They study it. They go to school. They learn how they think to control the forces, how to leave their body. Great movie. To uh, I wrote this article on this. There are, I talked about three different uh, things. One, here in America, the CIA back, oh, we saw it in something called The Manchurian Candidate. That's an excellent movie, too with Frank Sinatra, to study the soul and how torture and abuse fractures it to turn it into just a slave. Then, in the forever person, the CIA over here had a program called Stargate. They discovered that there were certain military people that had some, quote, psychic powers, mental telepathy or something. So they did a lot of testing. And they, would, they developed a program called Psychic 
rumors. They'd put this military person in a room. He'd leave his body. And he would travel through time, they thought, travel over to Vietnam and, in his spirit, look out, find information, and return it back to the military. That was going on, sanctioned by the government. It's all on the Internet. Then there was the men who stared at goats. There was a, some guy in the army during the time LSD was coming out. And he believed if you could take LSD <clears throat> and you could get into that realm of the forever person, the spiritual realm, and you could literally stare at a goat and with your thoughts think, die, kill them. And if that worked with goats, then you could do that with enemy soldiers. This was during the Cold War. They were trying to find all sorts of weapons. And so this one guy had decided, and they actually they made a movie of it. Uh, it is on YouTube called The Men Who Stare at Goats. Now, it, it didn't make it, uh, but it talked about how they were trying to take soldiers into the psychic world to be killers. Another great movie uh, that I watched years ago happened to be about Shirley MacLaine. And uh, she, a great movie actress, dancer, singer, but her heart was searching. So she wrote a book about her search, about leaving her body. She got with some mentor or guru, somebody that taught her to stare at a candle and meditate and she would leave her body. So she, uh, it's actually on the internet, and I think that's where I watched it, and she did that. <clears throat> she watched her spirit being leave her body, and she was attached, though, this is, you'll find this in many of your faith books, a silver cord was attached to the spirit, to the physical body. And until that cord is cut, the spirit remains with the body. So she sat in her house. She saw her spirit rising up through the ceiling. She started dropping. True story. She got a book. It's called Out on the Limb. Then what happens is once you start getting this, didn't seem creepy or weird. Okay, I had to learn about that world. I was moving in it. The world of the forever person. These are true stories. Then a lot of governments, a great, another great movie to watch that will help you is The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull with Indiana Jones. When they get that crystal skull and this psychic of Stalin has him in a chair, she's talking to him. He's staring at the crystal skull and she's saying what they hope to happen through psychic powers. Psychic means mind. But they really mean through the forever person, through the supernatural, spiritual part. Is that they could enter into the minds, okay, the first part of humanity, change their thoughts, control them, tell them to do things. And those people wouldn't even know what was going on. They could change anything and control them from within sight. Now that is what the forever person does. And these are just some ways, if you study occult witchcraft, 
there's good witches out there trying to do good things with good energy. There's psychics that are doing tarot card readings. They're doing palm readings. Got them on the internet. Now, what are those people doing? They are using their forever person, the powers that are in that land, that kingdom, that system. They believe they're using it to help people. And believe it or not, people want to believe that a higher power, something outside of themselves and outside of the physical body and the soul and the stuff they see on earth, has some answers, has some direction and counsel to them. So they seek it out. People go to the horoscope trying to find guidance, encouragement for the day. They go to psychics. They're even on the internet. They want to know things. They want some counsel. They want to solve problems. I used to work with a lot of witches, still do. They used to send me their catalogs. They're trying to keep the evil, bad stuff away from you. They're trying to help you get rich, win bingo. And they're using their forever person and the connections sort of like a spiritual LinkedIn, a spiritual social media that they're connected to that can give them information and some energy, some force to help people. So this guy, this forever person, lives in that world. We don't see it much. It's right here, right now. It's in my living room. I have millions of people. We're in that realm. Now, where's their physical body? Somewhere else. They don't have to be asleep. Everybody moves. Everybody's forever person leaves their body. Children do it, running away from abuse, frightened. I did it my first time I ran. I was having my tonsils out about four years old in a military hospital, and they weren't very kind to children at that time. I was frightened. I saw the vision for years and years, see myself running down a hallway, and then I looked in this room, and I would see myself on a table. I didn't know what it was. Knew nothing. But the fear frightened my spirit so much, a way of escape was made to get away from the physical body and the soul. And that happens in child abuse, human trafficking. There's been a way of escape. Now, once you get into the deep, uh, we'll call it the occult world, there are things out there that do not want that forever person to escape. They want it to stay in this system and be tortured. Because if they torture it, they're trying to get it to submit and lend its powers willingly to the bad side. So there's a lot that goes on. So this forever person is a who. But sometimes they believe they are what. So I have another story. It's called Flames of Fire. And in that deep, satanic world of multi-generational Satans, 
Uh, and some witches. And we see it sometimes when shamans take on the character of an animal, a lion, a bear, or something, because they love those characteristics. So this one young man on, uh, came to me in the spirit. All I saw were flames of fire. But I knew there was somebody in there. I wasn't afraid. And I could hear a voice coming out. And this young man was told me, he was going to be, he was, he was a child at the time. He was going to grow up. This is his forever person talking to me. Because that happens to me all the time. And he was going to be a minister for the dark side, we'll call it that. But you see in Star Wars. And um, he was just flames of fire. And that is biblical, uh, because even in every religion, your ministers must be very passionate people, on fire, burning, uh, being able to encourage and get other people encouraged. That's called, sort of called being on fire for what you believe. We see it everywhere. So he was actually born, and he was to him, he was just flames of fire. That's all he'd ever seen. He had no body. Now, while he's talking to me, it's like having flames of fire with a voice. But I knew there was somebody in there, a forever person. And I knew what was causing the flames because he was from the occult world. They were demonic spirits who had come with him in the womb that were causing these flames. So I asked him if he'd like the flames to go away. Now he got scared and frightened and was telling me to stop and I knew I was peaceful. I knew to keep going because I knew deep inside of his forever person heart he wanted to be like other people. He wanted a body. He had never he had had no arms, no head. He had just a voice. So I prayed. The story's on the internet. Uh, on the website, sorry, called Flames of Fire. And I prayed, and the flames went away. And there stood before me a beautiful, crystal, white, shining little child. He had arms and a head and feet, and he was afraid to even open his eyes and look at himself. Because he had kept his eyes closed all his life. And when he opened his eyes, he saw. He cried. He said, I have hands. I have a body. I am like everybody else. I am not just flames. He was happy. His deep prayer that he didn't know he was praying was heard. He wanted, didn't want the flames. He didn't know what caused him. He didn't know how he was born that way. I asked him, did he want the flames back? He said, no. And he was left crying because he now discovered he is a person. He's not just a what. I have other people that come to me. They believe they're dogs or dinosaurs or snakes because they got some things that take on that shape and that's what they believe they are 
They believe they're a what? More of a creature than a person. And my job is to help the little one in there discover who they really are. Yes, some of you right now are getting some freedom. Because you're talking, you're saying to yourself, I don't want to be a what? I want to be a person. I've had other people believe they're wolves. Some people come and they tell me their ancestors are talking to them. And so this person has a lot to learn. He's very ignorant. He can be a who. He can believe he's a what. He has a purpose in that world, in that system, just like Neil learned. Every, for every person, has a purpose. And he wears a soul that is trained and educated by the physical body, the five senses. This was the system that was set up by the Creator, that we, the unseen person, would live in this world. We'd be covered by clothes of dirt and have a soul that could maneuver through the dirt. But this other forever person lived in a different realm. Different rules. It's even... And what you see sometimes is, since you can't see into that world all the time, and the creator of it doesn't want you to, it's not a nice place, you'll see the earth and the storms and the fires and the people and the violence. They are reacting. They are representing what is going on in the spiritual realm where the forever person lives. That's how you can learn. I can sense it very easily what's happening in this realm that the forever person lives in by the weather, by all the violence. What's going on? Because it's filtering out from the forever person through the soul, through the physical body. Now the weather and the earth, a lot of people love, it's very important. It's very sensitive to us. It has a lot of power, as I've told you. Uh, well, I haven't told you guys. But the earth was given a lot of power. You abuse it. You spill too much blood to kill too many babies. Have too much anger. You fight too much. It will rise up. And it will wipe you slick. Now, sometimes the weather, it's used by, in that realm, it can be stirred up by either side. I always have to ask my boss, the king of heaven, is he behind it or is the other guy? Because if he's behind it and he's trying to deal with some issues and he's trying to do some cleansing and get people's attention to change their ways, I ain't going to interfere with that and I'll have no sympathy. If it's the other guy and he's mad and he's angry and he is hell-bent on destroying and killing people, I can speak to that, bind that up, stop that assignment, and what he intended to happen, 
doesn't happen because he ain't in charge anymore down here. But as long as you live, the forever person lives in ignorance of that, then he stays in charge. So the forever person has a lot of purpose. He has a lot of components to himself, which we'll get into another episode. He has a lot of abilities and powers. He has senses. He has a body. He has a realm. He has houses he lives in. He travels. He, people say, do you travel? Oh, yeah, I travel. I don't even need an airplane to travel. I can be anywhere in the, in the world I want to be any time of day. I don't need any airplanes. I can talk to anybody. I can go in dreams. I can talk through flames if I need to. I can show up at your work. I can stand in emergency rooms. I can stand in hospitals. I don't have to go to get on an airplane. This guy is the one I work with. This guy is the one that will live on after the physical body dies. This one, the forever person. That is the one to invest in. Then when he gets it right and he learns changes the soul that icky old thing he ain't in charge anymore and then out through the physical body and then people go I don't know what it is about you you just have a loving spirit your words are kind we want to listen to you we're drawn to you there's something different about you you got some positive energy or something they're sensing the forever person and what's in it through the soul and through the physical body. They're drawn to that. I don't know what it is. But that's my job. But on these episodes of mental health and the forever person, we need an understanding of the three parts of us. We need the psychiatrist talking to us about our biological body and brain and all the things that can happen to it. We need our mental health counselors and licensed professional counselors and social workers and pastors and ministers and life coaches. We need them helping this part of us. It's a mess. And we need all the faith ministers. We all need them talking love, not hate. Even the UN is struggling. They can't figure out how do we bring peace among all the religions. You can't. Because religion is of the first two. It's of this soul. It's a man-made thing. They can't all be right. And everybody's so concentrated on going to heaven, getting off the planet, forcing people to believe what they believe. That's just as bad as what Neil grew up in. That's all here in the soul. That's what that is. As long as you're there, you're in division, we got it over here. I see it in Christianity all the time. We have men's ministry and women's division. The spirit person is not a male nor a female. He's not married to anybody. He has no gender. He has no nationality, no race, and no culture. But what it's in the spirit world. There's only two. 
So anytime you hear that, we're going to treat. Let me tell you what. I can minister to the women that are behind the veils, the burkas, no problem. That is where religion rules in the soul. It forces people. Now, the physical body needs a lot of help because it'll get out of control and it'll be ruling if you don't put some controls on it. Religion is in the soul trying to control the physical body and trying to get somewhere. But the forever person we got divisions in Christianity. We got Protestants and Catholics. That's the soul. In Islam, the Sunnis and the Shias, the soul. Hindu, everything is divided. Right there. Because the forever person, he don't live in that world. Great story about the prophet and teacher Jesus. A lot of you know about him heard about him. He was talking to this uh, lady at a well who was sort of an outcast. She wasn't Jewish. And he asked for some water. And um, he was talking to her about living water. And not this water, earthly water. She had a question for him. Now, she's a Sumerian woman. She's not Jewish. She said, sir, I've got a question. Us Samaritans, we go high up on this mountain. Not just say, we go to this church, this building, this tree, this center of a nation. We go to this rock. We go uh, to this place, a biological, physical place, and we worship God. But at the same time, she knew he was Jewish, and she said, but you Jews say we have to go over here to the temple that's in Jerusalem. She goes, which is the right place? I'm trying to worship a God. Which place do I go? Which is the right place? How do I do worship? What is correct? And this prophet, this Jesus said, ma'am, a time has now come that you aren't going to do that anymore. You're not going to physically go to a mountain, a tree, worship a rock, go over to this synagogue, go over to this mosque. You're not going to go over here to a temple anymore. Because the one who wants you to worship him, he ain't in those. He ain't living them. He's after something else. Those places are for the physical body and the soul to go to. But he wants that forever person to worship him in the spirit. Where there's no earthly buildings and rocks. And he said, I want that guy right there, that forever person. Not your biological body, not your soul, to worship. I want that guy that lives in that unseen realm, the spirit, to worship this God who is a spirit. 
And he can only be worshipped in the Spirit and by a Spirit. And that is what he is looking for. Then he wants you to have some truth and knowledge about him so that this forever person can worship him with knowledge and truth. That was this prophet, Jesus' answer to this woman. So ask yourself, are you having to go to a physical location? Do something physical. Face a certain direction. Pray so many times a day. Go to a church building for services. That's what this lady was doing and she is saying are we supposed to do that is that how it's done I'm trying to worship pray to honor respect some God is this how we do it or are these other people right where they go she didn't know he said you ain't gonna go to any of it don't need any buildings anymore don't worship a tree a rock don't worship any of that stuff don't go there because it's all about this forever person worshiping in the spirit with truth and knowledge. And that's the only way that this God or any God really enjoys the praise and the worship. Most of us, we are laughing stocks to those, what we'll call them, higher powers. They just think we're silly and goofy, ignorant. Just lambs led to the slaughter. They laugh at us. We have no knowledge. We're not educated because we're over here in this room. And in the meantime, that forever person is snookered, deceived, lives in darkness. He's got a lot of potential. And we need him to be active and alert and helping the other two to solve the mental health problems. So in mental health, are your depression, your suicide, it's human trafficking, disassociative identity disorder, all your anxieties, all your schizoaffective disorders, your schizophrenia, is that just biological? chemical is there something in the soul part of you that's causing it could it also include be a part of maybe come from the forever person is the whole system affected yes does the whole system all three parts need to be healed and restored yes do all three parts need education yes are all three parts important? Yes. Do we need professionals and voices from the psych psychiatric world? Yes. Do we need the mental health counselors, the life coaches, the mentors, the words of encouragement, the humanitarians? Do we need them? Do we need your venture capitalists, your investors? Yes. And do we need the faith-based community, the spiritual community? Yes. 
because all three are affected. All three are part of this problem that is facing them everywhere. Mental health. It's everywhere. The disorders, the illnesses, the sicknesses, the stigma. We need everybody working together. As professionals, partners respecting and valuing each other's place. Because like I tell everybody, it took allies and partners in World War One and World War Two to set the entire continent free from people that were coming in to take it captive. Now I'm real sad these days that all that work in World War Two got wiped out and a new master came along and has controlled it. You try to break free of it, it ain't pretty. But I'm going to tell you guys, people were not meant to be controlled in the manner that you're controlling them. They're meant to be free. Now, what happens to set people free? It takes powerful voices, courage, discipline, trained soldiers. We had the Army, the Air Force, the Navy. We had submarines. We had airplanes. We had everybody. People willing to die for people they didn't even know. We had people laying down on the barbed wire and grenades so other people could get the job done. And people in cities and towns and children could be set free from oppression and bondage and slavery to something that had come in was more powerful. We had young men and women giving up their lives. Why? They loved freedom. And that's the story of Neo. And what happens is we got a problem. We need all partners and allies trained. We need a general of copy love over us. We need to all be going in the same direction. If not, we won't win. But let me tell you, when you get organized like they did under General Eisenhower, and you had all the allies in the countries, the men, they rose up. Because men hate to see oppression and children taken off and killed because of their another religion. They won't tolerate it. And that guy gets tough to help people get free, get healed, get restored. You've got to be tough, educated, and trained. And it is hoped through these podcasts that you will begin to see the enemy to the optimal mental health and it has enslaved humanity and it is powerful and it will take all of our physical lovely psychiatrists and medical doctors to help us take all the therapists and the life coaches and the mentors and everybody 
the mental health counselors and the pastors, the friends, being educated and helping. And it will take the faith-based community being educated in this enemy, standing. You know how many chaplains and stuff went to war with these people and helped them to die? Do you know how many people, the forever persons, started orphanages and hospitals and schools? It wasn't your governments. It was these people who believed that that forever person that was full of love needed to reach out and help the innocent, the orphans, the widows. You look back through history. Even the Pharaoh was required to help the orphans, the widows, the sick. Because that is what kings do. They don't play on their boats. They don't go to all these races. They don't live a life of Riley. They don't live a... They live very quietly. They study. They know economics and business. They know trade. They're always trying to improve their glory by helping people and nations become better. That guy must rise up, get educated, everybody get educated. Stand up. Tell that icky old soul of yours we ain't going to keep doing what we're doing. We're not going to keep hating people because they believe differently or they look differently or they think differently. They have a different skin color or they're a different sex. We're not going to treat humanity different. Whether you're a woman or a man, you aren't going to do it. This guy rises up. Says the copy love doesn't do that. We're all equal. We're all the same. We have different roles to play. But we revalue and respect everybody. And that physical body, we need it healthy. We need to be eating healthy, doing healthy things, not hurting other physical bodies. So this is episode six, sort of an introduction to the forever person. And I'll get these up. I got some other sort of stacking up. And I'm hoping to get up some uh, videos of some of my partners up soon too. So enjoy. Come back again. Think. Ponder, go watch The Matrix. Go watch those movies I talked about. Learn more about The Forever Person. A lot of good books out there. Read. Watch movies. Talk to imams. Talk to the faith-based community. Ask questions. Learn about yourself. Discover who you are. The real you that will live past. When your physical body dies. Ask a lot of questions. Do a lot of research. And I thank all of you millions for coming. Keep coming. Keep growing. Keep reading. And I thank all of you. Please forgive me if I got a little upset about some things. I was very passionate about the forever person and people in bondage and freedom. Just... I get upset when I see 
the soul treating other humans in such a way. Doesn't have to be that way. I am hoping that I can reach into refugee camps, help your capital venturelist uh, decide to invest in people as well as building big things and stuff, you know. Because people really are, they're the eternal thing. Right here. The forever person. So enjoy. This is Mental Health and the Forever Person, Episode 6. Love you. Come again. And I'll get this up as quick as I can. Love always. Pastor Deborah from Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries, which you can find on the website, www.agapeloveishere.org. You can email me at Pastor Deborah at agapeloveishere.org. I'm on Twitter. have my own YouTube channel called The Hidden Kingdoms. Also on LinkedIn under Pastor Deborah Schlake. So you can get in contact with me. I do, I do pretty good. Uh, I am going to a minister's luncheon today. Going to my sheriff's training for citizens this afternoon. Next week for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I'll be with the law enforcement Love them. They're like being with the military. Special training. You have to be specially approved to work with them. But because I had some training with them as a crisis intervention team member, I can stand next to them in hostage situations with human trafficking uh, victims, and I am highly trained. So I have that next week, and I'll put that certificate up. Just finished a wonderful Global Goodwill uh, training online about leadership excellent and that should be coming that certificate's coming up keep going a lot of stuff on thing you can search this a lot of stuff to learn educate yourself i'm just one of many and hopefully we'll get some more mental health partners some more psychiatrists and we'll get some more people and we definitely need some more hospitals and psychiatric beds and substance abuse beds, maybe our venturous capitalists will start building them. And now I also work in the community mental health center, as you know. I was just there yesterday talking on spiritual care. A lovely young lady. She also, I talked to her in the homeless community. So I'm out there where there is very little money, dealing with the lowest of the low, the ones who have no money. And these community mental health centers, I don't know if they're all over the world or not. But I sure could use some financial help because they're having to take care of the society that nobody wants to take care of. So hopefully we can get some of our venture capitalists going in that direction. They don't get a lot of financial benefits out of it. They just get a lot of people loving them, saying thank you. And that's their payment. So mental health and the forever person. One plus one plus one equals one, the new man. Love always and forever. Pastor Tim.